Good morning. It's Iowimala, and today is Thursday, June 24th. We're still having some cool weather here, so it's really, it's really quite lovely. It's cool for summer, though. And we're getting more rain. It seems like the last, uh, yesterday we got more rain as well. I'm going to just try something. The light doesn't look good, so hang on. Maybe that's better? Looks a little strange, so hope it looks okay for you. Um, today I want to continue reading because we're right, we're getting to the good parts and Dhamma everywhere. So this, we just read about Samadhi. And we're reading about especially focusing on mindfulness meditation and that how we're practicing to just be doing it continuously. That's our goal, just to be continuously practicing. No separation from the cushion to walking around to shopping to interacting with others. So, after we talk about, we're talking about mindfulness meditation using the, working with the five spiritual faculties. So, sadha, this is our next section. Sadha is the spiritual faculty of faith and confidence. And usually we use the word confidence uh, when we talk about the Buddha's teachings, because we know we can experience them for ourselves. And so the more we experience the, the fruits of his teaching through our own actions and thoughts and speech, we, we increase our confidence in his teachings. So sadha represents... Um, Faith and confidence kind of rolled into one. You need to have confidence in your practice and you need to have faith in what you are doing. You need trust in the practice and trust in yourself. Be interested in the practice and how you are practicing. More importantly, faith is what you are doing. Wait. More importantly, faith in what you are doing will grow when you comprehend and see the benefits of your work. Confidence grows through meditation. When you practice, do you find peace or stress? You will never be stressed when you practice skillfully with wholesomeness. You may get tired or stressed when you aren't skillful yet and practice the wrong way. Once you learn how to practice with Dhamma, both the mind and body are at peace, and you will be free from grief. That's a huge uh, promise, right? Vipassana wisdom will arise, and Vipassana is insight, so insight wisdom will arise, and the path knowledge Maganyana, the path knowledge and fruition knowledge, Falanyana, will arise, 
and the mind inclines toward Nibbana. So the mind leans towards that liberation, spiritual liberation. That's what the Buddha stated in the Satipatthana Sutta, the Four Foundations of Mindfulness. Right now you are learning how to practice properly. You begin with faith in yourself and the practice. Confidence grows through right attitude and right practice. With new insights, you will naturally feel faith in the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha. Do you work to get the truth or work so that you know how to practice properly? Don't think about the getting part yet. Instead of expecting results or thinking about end goals, take interest in what you are currently doing and how you are approaching meditation. Wow, I guess I'm just getting way too much light here. Okay, maybe we'll have to shift that way. So let me just read that again. Instead of expecting results or thinking about end goals, take interest in what you are currently doing and how you are approaching meditation. Have faith in your work and learn how you can become more skillful. Trust yourself. How long have you benefited from practicing? And how have you benefited from practicing? So when you you trust yourself by looking at the benefits you've already gotten from your practice, are you sleeping better? Are you feeling less anxious or less worried? Or your thoughts less just that repetitive being on the wheel kind of thoughts? Think of, think of the benefits, even if they seem to be small because you haven't been practicing for a long time. Have faith in your work and learn how you can become more skillful. Trust yourself. Intelligence and wisdom are necessary here. The intelligence needed for right effort has to come before there can be any insight wisdom and path wisdom, and fruition wisdom. Can insight wisdom surface before any right effort is made? First learn how to make this kind of right effort. Between the mind and body, which one is putting in effort? It is the mind putting in effort. Can you become skillful in the practice If you don't know the mind, what the mind is thinking, how much effort the mind is exerting, what kind of thoughts are present, what kind of attitudes are present, or the nature of the mind. Lots of long list of things we have to know before we become skillful in our practice. Take interest in your work. Take interest in the work you are doing. Many meditators encounter good and bad and bad experiences in their practice. Sometimes they have good meditation 
and sometimes they don't feel satisfied with their practice. When I ask them why, they don't know. Do you know why they can't tell me? It is because they don't study or take interest in the work they are doing. They don't know their minds, what they are doing, or why they are doing it. When you see the connection between what the mind does and what happens, then you will begin to understand the nature of cause and effect. With that, your confidence in the practice will grow even more. So, let's talk about wisdom now, panya. Panya is wisdom. It is very important to have the right view when practicing. It's only when some kind of wisdom is present that defilements are not able to sneak into the mind. So at the very least, the wisdom that must be present in the mind is information. This is information you are getting from reading this book, hearing the Dhamma, and having Dhamma discussions. The other kind of wisdom that must be present in the mind is curiosity and interest, a wholehearted desire to really understand. So when you are being aware, don't be blindly aware. Be intelligently aware. Applying your own intelligence Intelligence is a part of this wisdom. Can a company manager run a business successfully without an overall understanding of how the different areas of his business are connected? He'll make all the wrong decisions using incomplete information. In the same way, we need complete information for wisdom to develop and for wisdom to make to make decisions that's why for mindfulness meditation the mind needs to be willing to relate to any and all objects the picture is incomplete if we see only a portion of a whole process it's important right attitude the and this is also again under wisdom The objects you are going to observe are the mind and body and the nature of the mind and body. The nature of feelings in the mind, the nature of the mind, the workings of the mind, the patterns of the mind, and the characteristics of the mind are all there. All that when we practice. What attitude do you assume when you observe these feelings? the mind, and or the body as objects. It is samaditi if you observe these objects in the mind of the mind and the body as nature. So it's right view. If we're looking at the mind and the body as nature instead of as me or mine, When you observe yourself, you see the body and you see the mind. What is happening in the body to the sensations of heat, cold, hardness, softness, or itchiness happen to you alone? No, everyone experiences them. 
feelings, happiness, grief, comfort, and mental distress are universal and happening in the mind. How can you view them as yours when these things are experienced universally? They are Dhamma nature, natural principles, and objects. Take them as nature. They are not unique to you. Take heat as heat, not that you feel hot. Everyone feels heat and cold, and everyone experiences feelings. It is very important to have this right attitude. You have right practice only when you have this right view and right attitude. Have you ever been angry? When you are angry and you think, I am getting angry, what happens? The anger grows. Anger grows when you take possession of the anger with, this is my anger. When people are sad and they say, I'm depressed, I'm feeling down, then they really get depressed. Why is that? It's because their attitude and ideas have assumed the sadness as their sadness. If you consider sadness as just one aspect of the nature of mind, then you'd feel much better. It's the mind that is sad, not my mind that's sad. It's not I want, I'm not satisfied. It's the mind that is angry or wanting. It's harder for defilements to grow stronger in the presence of this right view in the mind. Okay, it's harder for defilements to grow stronger in the presence of this right view in the mind. That is the mind wanting or angry. It doesn't. It doesn't belong to us. It's not who we are. Awareness with the right view is called samasati, so that's right mindfulness. You need to begin your practice with this kind of information and knowledge. This is ba- that's basic Buddhist uh, Buddhist thought. Buddhist. That's the knowledge that we learn from the Buddha. The mind is an aspect of nature. The mind is an aspect of nature, not I, not self, no person. The mind is a natural phenomenon. Only when you have this right idea then can you truly be aware. You are practicing awareness to find out about this nature. While you may not understand or realize the right view at first, You can relate to everything that happens with this right view. You can also think through the information you now have. Why are you practicing awareness? You want to know the truth, the reality of things. That is why you maintain awareness. Do not forget this purpose. Okay, we want to be aware because we really want to know the nature of reality, the nature of things. Sometimes that can be hard to see. Pain and discomfort. 
What do you do when you sit and feel pain, aches, or tiredness? How do you observe the pain? If you observe the pain directly, it gets worse. Why? Does anyone like pain? What happens in the mind as soon as there is pain? There is aversion. That's why when things... That's why when there is pain, discontinue observing the pain itself. Don't look at the sensations just yet when you encounter itchiness, aches, pins and needles, heat, pain, or other discomfort. These sensations can become unbearable if you continue to observe them with the wrong attitude. What should you do first? You need to first assume the right attitude. Acknowledge the pain as a natural phenomenon, as just nature. Only with this right attitude can you then see how you are feeling. What is the nature of this feeling? What is the attitude right at this time? When there is aversion, examine the views within your thoughts. Can these thoughts have right view? There is never right view when there is aversion. Well, that's a good thing to remember. There is never right view when there is aversion. There can only be unwholesome views. So if, if there is aversion in you, that pushing away, that anger, that hatred, that's not the time to think about something as being right view. It is good if you can see and learn about thoughts, feelings, and body sensations together. How are they related? How are the mind and body related? How are the causes and effects related? Your practice is learning about these connections. Just watch and observe. You don't need to make objects disappear, and it also doesn't matter whether they disappear or not. Why are you observing? You are observing because you want to know and you want to understand. Observe as much as you can. This is very, very good information, right? Sitting, walking, and daily activities in brief. (laughs) Can you change your posture when you are meditating? You can move when a certain posture becomes unbearable. If you need to adjust your posture, do so. If it's not necessary, then don't move. What is an appropriate time to adjust your posture? I have mentioned before that meditation is developing and cultivating wholesome mental qualities. If unwholesome mental qualities are growing and proliferating because you are focusing yourself to sit still, then you can shift to make yourself more comfortable. Determine what is appropriate based on your own observations. Again, you can trust yourself. You can develop confidence in yourself by doing this. What do you observe in walking meditation? Start walking and then ask the mind what it knows. Just ask the mind, what does it know? 
or what is it aware of now? You can be aware of walking, sounds, or the movement of your body. How is the mind while walking? If you are too focused on being aware of walking, then you can get tense. How is the mind while sitting or while eating? It's the same when you are in your own room or in the washroom. And remember, he's talking to people who are on retreat. So they have their own room and they they have probably a, a, a washroom that's a little bit more public. Ask yourself whether there is awareness. Only when there is awareness, then sit, walk, go, eat, or do whatever you need to do in daily activities. A meditator's work is to have the right view, right attitude, and right thought, and to be intelligently aware moment to moment. And let's see, I want to read just a little bit more. We'll finish the chapter. Thoughts. When you look at your thoughts, don't get swept away by the story. It is enough if you are aware that thoughts are happening. I don't advise beginning meditators to look at thoughts for too long or too much, as it is possible to get carried away when thoughts can't be seen as objects just yet. Just acknowledge whenever thoughts happen, check the bodily sensations, and alternate between the mind and the body. So this, that's, I love his description. We, we don't want to stay with our thoughts long enough to get caught up and turn them into stories, because then we're seeing them as real We want to acknowledge when they happen. Sometimes we are able to explore those thoughts a, a little bit at a time, but we don't do that by thinking. We just explore them. We 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 observe them. We're aware of them, but then we come back. Just acknowledge whenever thoughts happen. Check the bodily sensations, and alternate between the mind and body. Don't let the mind be idle for long periods during the day. Keep it working. Be aware and remind yourself. Do that the whole time. That awareness, all the time. Why do we practice the whole time? Why are we asked to practice the whole time? (laughs) It is because the mind is collecting data through moment-to-moment awareness. When the data is complete, understanding will arise. It is only when we practice consistently and continuously in the right way will momentum build and wisdom grow. You come to the center to practice as well as to learn how to be skillful so you may take this meditation home with you. So there's a beautiful picture at the end of the chapter and just the 
this uh, recollection from what we just read. Why are we asked to practice the whole time? It is because the mind is collecting data through moment-to-moment awareness. So that's that's a wonderful the end of that chapter, and that's a chapter on what is mindfulness meditation. The next chapter is Dhamma investigation and practice. So that sounds good too. So I think I've almost used up our time together. So uh, well, another way you might want to practice, if you uh, you want, you might want to listen again to my reading this cha- this part of the chapter. And sometimes you can just close your eyes and um, practice while you listen if the words were meaningful to you and you want to really soak it in. That's one way to practice. Um, can be, you know, some a lot of times when we listen to chanting or when we are chanting, we can see that that's clearly a meditation as well. Those words of wisdom whether we're chanting in English or in Pali, those words we're chanting are powerful. And uh, so listening to the reading from this beautiful chapter can also be a way for you to sit in meditation. You're collecting the, you can, you're collecting the data from the talk that's meaning, meaningful for you. So you might want to try that today. I think uh, I think he's such a good teacher, and he he's he's so clear in his teaching, and uh, I'm I enjoy more and more when I read from. That's a Sayadaw Utejaniya, so you can find him and uh, WisdomStream.org is his is one of his websites. So may everything we do today, everything we think and say and do, be not only beneficial to ourselves, but may we share the merit of this, of all of this, with all living beings. So thank you for sitting with me, for being with me, and I'll be back tomorrow.